Content warning. For traumatic recollection of cannibalism, check the description for details and timestamps. Hello. Welcome to Ghosts on a Train. This is a podcast where we play Ghost Lines, an RPG by John Harper. I'm your conductor, Greg, and I run the game. I'm Hannah. I play Andrew Anderson, Rascal Teen. I'm Guy. I play Pip. Uh, I play the game. Uh, I pl- I'm Stefan. I play Drix, a lean, mean, wrangling machine. Under the burnt-out embers of the sun, a locomotive thunders along electrified railroad track. Electricity crackles in its wake, illuminating the eternal darkness just long enough for an outside observer to read the train's name. The Pride of Duskwall. It travels at its thunderous pace until the yellow dish lights on the train's front reveal another train stopped on the tracks ahead. In response, the Pride of Duskwall belches out fire. The smoky shape of a mustache left on its face and accompanying whistle make the locomotive itself seem surprised as it slows to a stop. Like a Nissan. This, this, this train would be a cyclops uh, if you were to anthropomorphize it. Like a weird cyclops, but with a fiery mustache. Ah, uh, yes. If a train could look surprised... This train looks surprised. Well, whenever there is something uh, mysterious uh, and strange uh, out in the Deathlands beyond the train, the wasteland of spirits and decay, it's up to a gang of line bulls, uh, heroic, heroic blue-collar Ghostbusters type of fellas, uh, to uh, investigate. So with this uh, derelict train, I would love for you guys to describe what your line bulls look like um, what role you take and how you look all suited up. Guy, would you like to start? You're laughing. I would love to start. Uh, Pippin Pip McKeel, uh, badge name McKeel, is typically the anchor, which is the most sturdy and well-built of the encounter suits with an electroplasmic field. Uh, acting as the tank in terms of MMO uh, terminology. This strongly contrasts with Pip himself, who is long, lanky, and kind of gross, and I have to come up with a new metaphor every time. In this case, Pip looks like that one piece of spaghetti that's stuck to the pot that has been there all day when you go to wash the dishes the following day. Just like a little dry, a little kind of gross and scraggly, and off just like color, off color. There's like different still colors happening here. A little, like, kind of a little, still wet and moist, but you don't want to touch it with your hands. Oh, that's Pip and McKeel. That's Pippin McKeel. Yeah, Pip. Um, just that as a man. Who comes behind McKeel? Drix steps in wearing the rook suit. It's a pretty offensively or a pretty offensively built suit. He's got a te- he's got a Tesla coil on his hip to act as a lasso, and a heavy lightning hook uh, holstered nearby, ready to blast the hell out of any ghost that comes near. Um, un- or like you can't see much of his normal outfit over under the suit, but what you can see is a big black cowboy hat with a red band and uh it seems to be connected to the mask over his face that matches that matches in style the other mask but seems to be specifically hat connected for him so uh the last member uh leaves uh yes andrew anderson uh is probably uh striking by comparison because she is much smaller than the other two members of the Pride of Duskwall's line bulls. Um, she's, well, she's tall for her age, but she's 14 years old, so that's not very tall. Um, uh, copper skinned. Uh, I would imagine most of her face is covered by yet another mask. 
Um, but she is in the spider suit. Um, it's got a bandolier of bottles across the waist and a big, like, uh, it's called a lightning web thrower. So I've always pictured it as just like a big gun that shoots nets. Um, but yours isn't normal. Mine isn't normal. Uh, mine has a bunch of knives connected to it. Uh, she also has sort of a little, like, I've always pictured it as like sort of a leather vest uh, that she wears, uh, sort of sturdier clothing that gives her a little bit of um, protection. She also has, nipping at her heels, um, uh, her trusty Dorg Jiminy. Um, Ghosts on a Train universe does not, well, it does technically have dogs, but no one knows about those. They're very strange creatures. What we have instead uh, are dorgs, which are dogs, but they're uh, bald, except for uh, they all have like a mustache. Jiminy, Jiminy, uh, and they all have three legs. Jiminy is like a German shepherd, except bald, and he has a handlebar mustache, and he's a very good boy. But yes, uh, he uh, he's got um, he's got two legs in the back, uh, one sing- a singleton leg, which is in the center of his dog torso uh, in the front, denoting him as a bit more of a runner dog than a um, than a digger. Um, yeah, and he lets out uh, a little yorp, yorp, yorp. Angel, you come on outside from the side of the track. You guys can more clearly see that you are behind the front half of a train rather than a full train. The locomotive uh, and a scant two and a half cars behind it. The half a car directly ahead of the pride kind of answers some questions as the peeled metal of what must have been a bullpen is twisted and scarred with electroplasmic damage. The damage extends to the platform next to the bullpen, uh, leaving it missing or damaged beyond usability. Uh, The exterior of the locomotive still crackles dangerously, the sign of an unstable electrofield. And in that flashing blue light, one can read the train's name, Imperial Odyssey. And here I was hoping that it would be no one to contrast with our Cyclops. No, just the uh, Odyssey. I, a little softer with the reference. Well, someone on this train did a bad job. Yeah. And I guess it's our problem now. <laughs> well, ain't that plum wonderful? <laughs> Uh, you can kind of see when you get a little closer. Uh, it looks like this looks like this is the area where line bolt gear was kept was undamaged, but it's all missing. So somebody probably already grabbed it. Uh, on top of all that, the door to the next car is melted shut. Although it does not appear related to the destruction of the the actual crew car, so you have to assume this was deliberately done and most likely by a survivor of the initial attack. Unfortunately for you guys, it is your problem now, and it's blocking your way. I got this. Uh, Drix steps up to the door and he like scans around with his eyes trying to look for a part that's not like razor hot and once he thinks he's spotted one he's gonna pull out a lightning oil canister flick off the cap with his or flick off the cap with his thumb and jam it into his jam it into the port in his shoulder where uh, it'll feed into the exoskeleton that runs through his suit Oh, yes. Drix's special exoskeleton. Uh, And you're just going to, what are you going to do, rip this thing off the hinges? Oh, yeah. I'm going to tear it straight off. Then I think you're employing force. And uh, in that case, I'd like you to roll 2d6 and add your force. Can do, sir. How much is your additional force? 
my additional force is two, and the lightning oil provides me with plus one, which is great because I rolled a five, and of that together brings me up to an eight. <laughs> All right. Uh, you've got three options for most of these things. Just tell me which one you, you, you pick for the force. Um, I would like to suffer little harm in return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think in that way, like it takes you a little bit to do this. Um, but like there was only ever like one embarrassing bit of harm on the table with this door. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you go and you pull. You, you, you pull at the door. You're not able to fully rip it off. It, it hinges impressively, but you're able to force open uh, force open uh, a crack, crack, pulling it like a like a tin of cat food or something. Um, evocative. Evocative. I know, right? I surprised myself even. Um, Is it solid or chunky cat food? It's pretty chunky as you step into the next uh, next car. Past the melted door uh, is what appears to be a passenger car. There are many dead here. Uh, and there's like... Chunky cat food indeed. Like nobody, oh, no. nobody is hardcore rotting here. Like That's not happening. Nobody's skeletal. But if you took off your gas mask, it would probably stink here. Uh, judging us especially, they all probably survived the initial attack, but Unfortunately, it would really only take one person to succumb to an injury before there's another ghost in the train. And I mean, they seal themselves into this train. With one ghost comes more ghosts, uh, uh, such as the way. Um, and I guess would it would it be a little too grim for me to ask you guys to describe some passengers that stick out to you? <laughs> So Greg, Greg has us do that every line, but usually they're alive passengers. <laughs> Also, this is so much worse by merit of the fact that you called them chunky at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I recognize one person who has a hand puppet of a red monster with googly eyes and an orange nose. All right. I recognize. So I'm just looking around the room for inspiration. I recognize one person who's carrying a lot of giant robot figurines. There's someone, someone's really into Gundam on this. <laughs> they're called holes, uh, holes in, in this universe. Automatons piloted by ghosts. It works. We're like mm-hmm. Tesla punk. I'm seeing a guy who uh, seems to have ripped open his button-up shirt. Uh, beneath it, you can see some kind of chest emblem as though they were about to go into action, but they never actually finished the button-up shirt on action. You put so. Superman on dead Superman on this train? <laughs> I don't know. It, it could be any superhero, to be honest. But, and Superman's yeah. the one that does the shirt thing. Oh, it's super Superman. <laughs> Superman. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bad time for heroes. Alright. <laughs> heroes, hand puppet, robot figurines. Got it, got it, got it. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a... There, other than that, there's 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 not much to this train car. You can go to the door to the next car if you so choose. Can I roll insight just to, to the best of my ability, see if there are any ghosts lurking in here? You would like to roll employee insight to ask some questions about the situation, sure. I would. Um, That's a seven, um, which means that's an eight, which means, well, that means I get one. Um, you get two. No, it doesn't. 
Uh-huh. Don't you have a certain skill? That- oh, you're right. I'm. That's correct. I do have a skill that gives me one extra question. All right. Um, it's called Sly. No, it's called. Um, uh, yes, it is called Sly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing bad today. Um, what should I be on the lookout for? I would say what you should be on the lookout for here is uh, if any, whoever was among the last to die, uh, they might know that there are like only a handful of other people here. So even if you're, when you're a ghost, when you become a ghost, you're, you're you for maybe a week tops before you need to suck out some life energy from something else. So any number of these people could return to this train once they get hungry enough and start to lose their sense of decency as common people. Okay. But it seems like none of them have yet. Oh, do I have to ask another question for that? (laughs) Um, I mean, it definitely, definitely some of the many dead people that you see here have already risen as ghosts and may either started killing immediately or came back and started killing. But, uh, like, since nobody is hardcore rotting yet, um, it's hard to tell who's, like, about to pop, who, like, has long ago popped, who, you, it's, it's hard to tell. Okay. I'll hold my other then. Jiminy, Jiminy the Dorg, who is a ghost hunting dorg, uh, for his part, um, sniffs about, um, and he's like, yorp, yorp. he looks really sad because there's a lot of dead people here, but he doesn't give you any danger signals. Um, Drix is just going to check where their Mr. McClaremont, Mr. McClaremont equivalent is. See if there's any Scarlet or Violet Remedy or, uh, Scarlet. Drix is going to raid the train for drugs. <laughs> You're raiding the fucking train. I'll tell you right now, it's all gone. These people have been here long enough that they've definitely gone at it. Just wanted to check, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's you open it up, and there should there should be a case of Violet Remedy and and uh, Crimson Elixir. But yeah, no, empty bottles, uh, smashed bottles, in some click cases. It was a total run on. On the way out of this car, Pip is going to like gently close the eyelids on the hand puppet. Oh, <laughs> Andrew's gonna kick one of the Gundams. <laughs> 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 All right, Drix is going to respect the dead. <laughs> next, <laughs> I the guess next, you the next train car. You walk inside. In contrast to the passenger car, this dining car is clean of blood. Although there is a section of broken flooring that exposes some still electrified track. The air smells pleasantly of salt and fat. If there were any survivors which it seems very likely, they must have recently used the kitchenette. Uh, on the other side of this car, two metal rods are connected uh, to the door, forming a lightning cage that's going to prevent a spirit from slipping through any cracks. Uh, the person who set it up must have remained on this side as the cage is connected directly to the exposed track rather than a generator. Uh, and unfortunately, this is electricity, so in order, in order for you guys to pass through it safely, you're going to have to disconnect it entirely. Do we see like uh, this a thing to disconnect it with? There's, I mean, there's full uh, straight on just wires hooked up to this exposed track. All right. Uh, it, but it is like it's exposed. Like this was a rush job. It's dangerous. There's like lightning. There's electricity crackling around. You would need to employ something in order to. Uh, Do we see if there's any if the. Uh person that was through here are they still around 
as far as we can tell. Uh, if they are, they're hiding, and you need to employ something to find them. Well, I can employ finesse to disconnect this thing. Sure. I feel like finesse would be better applied to finding people. No, uh, it's there'll be a trick to like removing the electricity. Um, uh, that's a ten. That's a ten. What two, and three options that you have are you picking? Um, I will do it quickly and avoid trouble. It's it's crackling from the track. Basically, you know that you've got very specific points that you can touch uh, that will not be track. And it will not be this haphazard lightning cage wire in order to zap yourself. So you're kind of like psyching yourself up and you you just have to go in, out, in, out real quick, yank it off. As you fiddle with this lightning cage, uh, Pip, you're on the lookout for people. Uh, There is a shriek accompanied by a blur of motion past you, Pip. Uh, the cowboy hat flies off the head of a dark-skinned Severosi man who's like diving for the wires, but he falls short, falls next to you, Pip. Uh, he looks despairingly at the wires uh, and the, ca- the, the cage, the electricity uh, on the other side that's powering down um, before he uh, sets his gaze. He, like, he's on the floor. He looks up at you, Pip. Um, hey. He whispers. He whispers. I've had the whole locomotive locked down for a week. If you open that door... They'll know they can come and get me. They? They. There's more than one of them. Well, there's more than one of us, so you're in luck, okay. I guess. <laughs> he uh, he starts to very slowly stand up. He's like, stand up and he's like motioning for you to like whisper and lower your voices. And as he's standing up, you can see that he's wearing an Imperial Railways chef's coat. Uh, with the name tag of, like, Arden. Why are you whispering? Because they're in the locomotive, and sometimes they rattle against the lightning cage that is no longer powered on. I mean, do you want me to turn it back on? I mean, ideally. Okay, I guess I'll turn it back (laughs) on. (laughs) Andrew, that's a silly idea. Uh, we kind of need to leave. You need to, you need to get to the locomotive. He does. This man doesn't understand what you're here for. Oh, well, we're going to go to the locomotive and then you could actually don't turn it back on. Cause then we'll How be about the locomotive. <laughs> you go out that way and you should find some lovely Elysian folks that will probably give you smoke. Uh, our train where you'll probably be safe and we'll have a comical dust up. In the locomotive. Oh, I, I kind of thought you were the Imperial. Oh, yeah, I suppose your badges are different. Sorry, I thought you were our line bulls. <sighs> yeah, no, they're they, they gone. I mean, I, I thought they'd be alive. I guess I suppose I always knew that, you know, their car got hit. Now it ain't really them. But we've been out of here for so long. We've been out of here for so long. Should have been protagonists. <laughs> I've, I, Jax, you deal with this. No, nah, no, nah, I'll go. I'll go have a smoke. I'll go have that smoke if it's all the same to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about your trauma. 
Look, look, buddy, it'll be all right. Go, you know what? Ask, ask Michelle to make you some special hot cocoa, and it'll go. Trust me, it'll, it'll, re- it'll calm you right down. Michelle never gives me any special hot cocoa. Well, you're never super nice to Michelle. Also, you haven't had like your whole train explode yet. <laughs> you, you watch as Arden as Arden leaves. Arden um, looks, uh, runs his hand along the counter, picks up the cowboy hat, puts it on. Um, runs his hand along the counter um, and looks at uh, one of the knives. He grabs it. It's a chef's knife. He's a chef. Um, there's like a trickle of uh, either like red red juices on it or or maybe blood. But, you know, the, the, the juices in meat isn't blood. Um, and you see he looks very sentimentally at it and very, very daintily licks that bit from the knife and puts it down uh, and leaves. That was weird, right? I don't know what to do with that, yeah. Uh, I think we need to be extremely on our toes and checking our six at all times because he might come back to stab us. If you wanna if you wanna know what's happening, I guess you could employ some insight. Can I use my held question? Sure. What's really going on here? Behind the counter, so after Arden leaves, you know, this this kitchen was recently used. You can smell the salt and fat and stuff. It's very clean. Um there is, it looks like, um, there's no better way to say this. Uh, you find um, stuffed in the refuse area of the kitchenette. Bones, people bones. Oh, he was doing some cannibalism. Just, just one skeleton's worth. I guess he was here for a week, so that tracks. You know what? I've never seen someone do cannibalism before. This is a new horror for me. Well, it's kind of refreshing. We didn't see it, so. Well, we saw the implications of it, so I'm going to count it. He's only in the other car by now, if you want. (laughs) But otherwise, there's a locomotive to deal with. Let's deal with the. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to him about the cannibalism. Yeah, Yeah. well. We'll have to deal with that one a little later. And he didn't take the knife with him at the very least. Yeah. So crazy Michelle can that handle he licked it. Though. Oh my it god! It's very tenderly. Oh, something's going on here. Do you think this was? I still looked sad. Do you think this was an any type of penetration is good penetration kind of deal? No. Happy Pride, I guess. Are you saying he stuck a knife up his butt? Oh, no, 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 I was not. Goodness, okay. There is uh, a resounding sound from the locomotive. Okay, fine. I'll tell you what he did. (laughs) Uh, As you guys have been talking very loudly. That would be very informative, thank you. (laughs) The spirits. Oh, shit. (laughs) 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 The spirits emerge. Um... There are three spirits that emerge from the door. Um, normally, when we play this game and there's multiple spirits, I would ask you whose name they call. Um, I will tell you right now that they are going to uh, at least sh- speak to you with the name of uh, that poor skeleton. Uh, I'm giving you the opportunity right now. What's the name of this poor skeleton? Name Jimmy name Boy. <laughs> Stefan, you also get a vote. <laughs> 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 so okay okay so wait what did hannah say jimmy boy 
Hannah, Hannah said Jimmy Boy. <laughs> I, I gotta go with Jimmy Boy, Jimmy Boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when you know, you will be ashamed of your words and deeds. <laughs> I'm sure Jimmy Boy had a very tragic end. Um, yeah, so, so as these spirits end to be like... Poor Jimmy boy. Why would you let us name him? Because <laughs> I trusted you. And Why? Like, that was your mistake. Collaborative first and foremost. He loved him. Love, it was love. And as the spirits enter, one of them, two arms straight forward, um, pressing, thrusting a chest forward. There's an emblem uh, on their chest. Uh, crawling up from the bottom, there is... Uh, there is a, a sock, a hand puppet, a hand puppet dragging along uh, like a spectral corpse, the hand puppet itself moving. Uh, and then uh, from the top, from the top, uh, you hear complicated machinery noises uh, as uh, it looks like a, uh, a, a nine foot tall version of one of those uh, hull model kits. Uh, stands and like descends through the ceiling. Uh, it's a ghost, not destructively. Uh, <laughs> descends through the ceiling uh, of the uh, car. Do they still do a superhero landing? Yeah, they do a superhero. It's like they, they they've done their little Avengers thing right now. Like their their theme song is playing. That's so uh, and they're posing the three of them. That's so crazy that in the Ghost on a Train universe, if you do enough Gundam model kits you get to be a Gundam when you well die. uh the spirits in this case uh as uh, the spirits in this world uh are kind of based on like your imagination your perception of yourself and this guy um, imagined himself to be a Gundam. when you become feral your connection to you become these are feral spirits when you become a feral spirit your connection to humanity kind of um it, it slips a little bit but so do to those inhibitions that the 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 reason and logic that keep you and it's for this reason that uh, a new spirit is more or less just a person, but a feral spirit can summon horrible, you know, frightening spectral abilities uh, as they've lose that. I, I would like somebody. What are we but our hobbies? What are we but our hobbies? I would like somebody to roll for me and against the supernatural roll uh, to lead the bulls against the supernatural. This is another 2d6 roll like many things. Um, however, uh, instead of any sort of uh, attributes to be employed, there are just a number of questions for us to answer. Um, I'm going to like go through the ones that are important real quick. Uh, there's more if you were to play this game. Uh, so you guys have completed your apprenticeship and journeymanship. So that's a plus two right now. Um, don't have the support of another gang. Uh, you are only three people. So we're going to minus one. So it's plus one right now. Uh, do the other bulls swear to follow your orders without hesitation? Yeah. I'd like to roll because I haven't done one yet. Sure. Okay. Uh, Pippin McKeel. Could you please say something to inspire our line balls? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. I hate it when they laugh. It means something absolutely wild is going to come out of their fucking mouth. Uh, thanks so much for that, Hannah. But... <laughs> All right. It's going to be an easy one. Let's get this over with. Oh, that's almost <laughs> disappointing in its simplicity. Heck yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, don't worry about the other one. So roll plus one. 2d6 plus one. That is a three total snake eyes. Should have said something more wild. Well, you get to make the opening move as these guys are uh, are descending upon you. Well, 
because I have the opening move, uh, I guess I'm going to try and get their attention because we don't get any bonuses this time. All right. Draw it into contact with you. Roll steel. When you roll steel, it's a little different uh, than the other things. Rather than picking your option after the fact, you pick it beforehand. So, guys, things that you generally don't want to do. Yeah, what does Pip not want to do? I would not like to rage losing control or do unintended harm. All right. 2d6 plus your steel. That is, wow, I'm rolling very badly today. Uh, that is three on the dice plus my two steel. So that is a five total. So I rage, lose control, or do unintended harm. The thing yeah, that I don't yeah, want to yeah. do. Yeah. Okay. So I think I think the uh, automaton leaps at you. Um, it entangles with the uh, the 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 electro field that the anchor suit set. You're wrestling with it for a little bit. Um, you slam it uh, into the side of the car. Uh, as as like as it slams, it happens to be manifesting because it wanted to hit you. Uh, so you essentially slam a giant robot into this train car, uh, cracking that sucker open. The Deathlands fog uh, comes in, which is at the moment not too bad. You all have your gas masks on, but that can change. Um, and here I was hoping that things were gonna be civil. Really? The sock puppet says. Um, Bites at uh, it bites at Jiminy's uh, ankles, like it's biting at Jiminy. Jiminy's like, and it's like, while its little corpse is being like dragged along. Very happy that Greg got what I was going for. The uh, superhero fella um, is uh, is looks like he's he's looking at you, Trix, uh, but there's a glow to his eyes that's coming. Uh, What do either one of you two want to do? Um, I. Um, I'm thinking, get this uh, sock puppet guy in a in a lightning web, so it leaves my fucking door alone. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So that's finesse to throw the lightning hooks. Um, that's a seven. All right, pick one. Um, uh, avoid trouble. All right. I think I also, as I shoot it, I'm gonna be like. Cold blood? I thought it was love. Yeah, the, the sock puppet gets got. Can you tell it I don't know, man. I'm 14. Could you um could you uh take so there's two there's two tracks of uh damage in this game, harm and trauma. Uh trauma is not representative of like a mental illness, rather the strains of doing this job. Uh, we will never use it to to model that sort of thing. Um, but stress, it's a stress meter. Uh, could you please take a two stress for approach a ghost as this ghost says, Have you ever loved something and had it rip you apart? Something, something you thought you could live without until... And as it gets pulled into the bottle, um, you see uh, it severs from the spectral carcass uh and the carcass like opens its eyes for the first time and goes and fades away okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm 14 man 
there is a flash of lightning past your eyes as lightning shoots out of the superhero's eyes towards Trix. Trix, what are you doing? Uh, Drix is already, he's, he, both his hands are already moving. Uh, one is coming down to his belt to like the, to like the common Rider-esque belt buckle device to flip a switch. <laughs> oh, big, big day for the common Rider fans. Common Rider fans in the audience. Seriously, no, Stefan would love that. <laughs> Uh, he flips the switch and the Vulgemite barrier like whip ripples up across his body just in time for uh, hopefully it to stop the lightning. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to? I uh, do you want to like respond in kind? Do you want to like employ force to like make this a, a contest? Yeah, That's yeah. The thing about this game, we don't move in rounds like as representative of a unit of time. Uh, uh, when I call for these actions, it's just because like this is like where this is where you know you can act. What is the Vulgernai barrier? Uh, the Vulgernai barrier is uh, kind of, or it is kind of a barrier of earth that hovers just above Drix's skin uh, when activated from his it's, belt. It's not just above your skin; it's like like it's arms. It's a little like, project a little like forward out. Hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think as that barrier is like coming up and hopefully taking the first bit of that lightning, mm -hmm. uh, Drix is level or levying his electro hook. <laughs> And he is going to go ahead and open fire. Roll me force. Let's beam battle, baby. That would be a 12 non-natural, baby. All right. I mean, you do all three. You inflict great harm, suffer little in return, see something, take some, uh, push forward, uh, create an opportunity. Yeah, what does it look like as you win this beam struggle and send him right out of the train? <laughs> Hell yeah. I think uh, I think Drix takes like a moment as like he's being protected by the barrier, like looks looks the ghost in the eyes and then like come, brings his arms down so that it angles up under its chin, shoots the beam so that it blasts right at the chin and knocks his head backwards as, uh, <laughs> as he like blasts it. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and so I think, I think, uh, yeah, the uh, the big automaton hull, it's in front of you, Pip, but it's also out in the Deathlands. It's looking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Do you do anything? You know, you can go. Like, we'll take care of this. <laughs> we'll take care of it. All right. <laughs> well, shit. Great, uh, yeah, listen, Arden's, Arden's a murderer. I don't, we get, we all came back because I was, my, my stomach was rubble. Uh, but life energy, well, we could life energy can satisfy. Yeah, carving them up, cooking them up. I mean, do you, I know you're a ghost toy. The answer is probably no, but do you see any irony of you coming back to eat people and then being really mad that someone else Hey, 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 hey. I, listen, I didn't, it's a stranger for me. I think it's fucked up it was a fiance, but you know what? You're right. You're oh, right. it was a fiance? I didn't, I'm not gonna lie, I did not hear that word pronounced. I couldn't really understand. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm, I'm hungry and I obviously can't eat you guys. I appreciate oh, that. It, it, thanks, I guess. Sorry, I the automaton turns into uh, 
some sort of strange, uh, like propellered, uh, propellered machine that you've never seen before. And a uh, spectral balloon uh, expands and it flies off as some sort of like jet-powered uh, dirigible. Uh, well, that went better than expected. Yeah, that was wow, the that easiest was... time we've ever had with a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> that guy was kind of cool. Yeah, honestly, I mean, maybe he'll eat. Arden on the way out too, so like maybe probably that's solving, solving itself. I think we do probably need to take care of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. We all right. should also definitely take care of the locomotive. Yeah, yeah. Heading into the locomotive, the interior looks much more complicated than the Pride of Duskwall's interior. Uh, although your familiarity with that does let you immediately identify the controls that'll help you decouple the bullpen. So, uh, yeah. That's handled. Um, you decouple it, and you know that the railmen, once they can push it onto a section of track they can work with, uh, can separate it. And the uh, pride hitches up to push this, the rest of this thing back to town, where we can get these bodies taken care of and the locomotive taken care of. Yeah. When you guys get back, Arden's on the train. Do do you do you leave him be? Do you want him uh. off the train? Do you talk to him? I'd, I'd like to keep an eye on him. Make I sure think that we should talk to him. Make sure that he's not like doing anything, and also like warn our yeah. uh, engineers. He's, with, like, he's, he's there with your passengers, like looking sad. I think we should talk to him because I I want I want the tea. <laughs> <laughs> Can we like take him into the bullpen or yes. something? Um. Hey, man. Uh, so the ghost told us you ate a guy. Are you gonna do that again? He, uh, he stares, um, and his eyes start to get wet, and he says, No. No. Oh, well, I shan't do it again. Okay, I, we were just a little worried because the way you licked that knife made it seem like you really enjoyed it. I needed to have... I needed... It to be done the first time. I needed to have all of them. All right, we've passed the level of things that I understand as a 14 year old. I'm gonna make you guys take this one. So, um, <laughs> therapy? <laughs> when you get back? What I did was a it was a hard thing, but it was a good thing. It was? Explain to me how exactly. Yeah, I, you made a choice between like you it? and... We were out there in the Imperial Odyssey for a while before you all came by. You know, there must have been a train scheduled to pass us on the other track, but not coming from the same direction. I was um, cooking for everyone. I was the chef. I kept some live eels in an eel tank, so um, we were were kitted out for a little bit. Every time someone died, you kind of just had to wait and deal with it. Some people would leave so they didn't hurt anyone, but they started coming back once they were starving. Some people were too stubborn to leave, and you can watch as they were overtaken by something else. And it was like watching him die a second time <laughs> before we had to kill him a, a god slam third time 
Jimmy boy, my fiance. Every time was hard for him. I think it's, I think it's when his sibling left, said they were gonna find us some help as a ghost. <laughs> they just, they would panic sometimes, but not like this. And he, he knew that the choice was just either, either they would save us or we'd have to see them dead a second time and finish them off the third. And Jimmy Boyd, Jimmy Boyd didn't want to die more than once. I mean, is that too much to ask? Can't you just die and be over with it? <sighs> but we were down to our last deals and I got to thinking, whenever you butcher an eel, right? Ain't no ghost left behind. It was desperate, just the two of us waiting on a third. And um, I told him, that maybe there was something I can do. He didn't offer any resistance. I don't know what they said. He, yeah, I suppose he was into it, as into it as he could be. He just asked that I, I cooked him. He asked that I cooked him well. I was like, how you'd cook for me back at home, he said. But then he said, on the train, <laughs> On the train, it's always too fast. Don't treat me like a customer. I'm, I'm your fiance. Cook for me. <laughs> I'm your fiance. So yeah. Drix leans over to Pip and whispers, I thought it was a penetration thing. So yeah, if you're looking for him, he's inside me. I ate him and he's never coming back. So only had to die the once. I understand if you don't want me on your train. You you good? Are, are you cool? Pip, I if think you it's a clear no. Because, like, if if you can last until, like, we make pull in the station, like, you, you're good. We're not going to kick you off the train. We're not going to kill you. It seems like it was a bad situation. And there the worst definitely situation. weren't any good answers. So I guess you did the thing... That was asked of you. I'm sorry. Thank you for for finding me. Yeah, sorry we didn't come sooner. But you came. He uh, heads back to the passenger car. All right, nobody tell anybody that cannibalism prevents ghosts from happening because I could see that becoming a very unfortunate imperial policy. Oh, oh my God. Honestly, I'm not even sure if we can call this like a win or a loss. But I, it doesn't feel like a win. This no. It's 100% a loss. And we absolutely cannot let people find this out. It will be yeah. hell. Yeah. The train begins that one to move. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that one ghost was really cool. <laughs> kind of base. 
<laughs> Anyways, happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. Yeah. Great happy Pride. This is the cannibalism episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to do a rainbow roll fest. It's a great way to introduce us to new audiences. You know what will really get across the tone of our show? Cannibalism. I think, I think what's really gotten across the tone of our show is that we've got some sad subject matter. Uh, and these three will joke their way through it. So don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. Uh, yeah, we've been ghosts on a train. Uh, I've been your conductor, Greg. I've been Hannah, uh, Andrew. Um, I shouldn't have named him Jimmy Boy. Uh, it, it was funny up until the speech. And then it was a little <laughs> funny in the speech. Uh, but it like shouldn't have been funny, probably. <laughs> I'm Guy. I play Piff. I would not blame you if you were just like, mm, maybe not for me. Dude, best foot forward. Come on. Guy. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll Your fucking podcast. <laughs> I'm Guy. I play Piff. And happy pride, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm Stefan, I play Drix, and I mean, bear your gaze only applies if you take out all of them, I guess. Jesus Christ. <laughs> cool, if you're gay and do it. <laughs> Anyways, bye! Bye! Yeah. Later. Pride of Nusqual is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. Music by Sebastian Black and TJ Woods. Edited by Greg Corobus, with Creative Commons Zero Sounds from freesound.org, and additional sound design by Kai Gwillem Pritchard. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line balls for this trip were... Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville, played by me, Hannah Levin. Adric, a.k.a. Drix, badge name Colburn, played by me, Stefan Lewis. Pippin Pip McKeel, badge name McKeel, played by me, Guys White Bell. And I have been your conductor, Greg Corobus. For bonus content, as well as behind the scenes, become a patron of the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. And in lieu of monetary support, a review on your favorite podcatcher will help Ghosts on a Train maintain visibility. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll have Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours. 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 Faustian Nonsense your, thanks your, you for your, your patronage. Just like yours.